Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast episode of the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast hosted by myself, yours truly, Jessica Newsom. I love you guys. Thank you for subscribing. Hey, if you haven't heard already, you will be getting two podcast episodes every week that will go live on Sundays and Wednesdays. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe you're listening to it on YouTube because I upload my stuff on YouTube as well. You get a whole bunch more on YouTube as far as my past, um, uh, different videos that I've done over the years, but I'm really, really excited about the podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, please subscribe. So I wanted to talk to you guys today about just not being enough. I have the opportunity to minister to people from around the world and it's phenomenal. People from all different countries, um, all different races, languages, and it's phenomenal. Well, it's phenomenal that they know English because I don't know many other languages besides this one. Um, but it's really good to have the opportunity to help people along their journey of walking out of the homosexual lifestyle. God's called them and they're saying yes to that. They're saying, you know what? I have realized that I cannot find happiness on my own. I've tried to create happiness for myself. Um, maybe you're trying to find happiness in a, in a, in a relationship, a dating relationship with someone, whether it's same sex or opposite sex, Happiness does not come from uh, another person because people will always let us down. And then maybe we go to drinking, maybe we go to just sex, something to fill those voids. And the problem is that those voids are just endless, endless. And then we come back to that question of why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this void? So for those people that God's calling and you feel that tug because you're questioning religion, you're trying to find out who is God, which one of these religions is the true God. And maybe you've come to Christianity and, and, and God has spoken to you and God has made his home in your heart because you answered that tug that Jesus is sending you and you found that peace and it was good and it's amazing. Now walking this thing out proves to be a bit difficult. Some people say, oh, God delivered me from homosexuality. Everything's perfect. I don't know who those people are um, because having actual deep conversations with a lot of individuals, it's the same. We all still struggle. It doesn't mean that God didn't save us or deliver us, not at all. But just like any other area of sin in our life, it takes time to walk out of that thing. It's a process and it doesn't mean that the enemy won't come to try to still kill and destroy. So along this journey, I meet people that say, I'm trying to walk this out. I'm trying to live up to the standard that God has for me but I don't think I can because you know what? It's too difficult. I've done too much in my past. Some people feel as though they have blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Some people feel as though that they have cursed God out so much and rejected him and disobeyed him so much that they are not worthy of forgiveness, that the Holy Spirit has left them, that God has forsook them, that, that, that the darkness is just where they belong that what they've done is so deserving of darkness that they are willing to just say, I will sit here. This is my penance for doing all that I have done. I deserve this. And I speak to these individuals and half the time I'm speaking to myself because we all go through this. 
uh, many of us have these ups and ups and downs in our life to where the enemy is just speaking these negative things in our heart, in our mind, and we're taking hold of that and we're, we're, we're claiming it as true. Yes, I'm unworthy, right? And I tell these individuals the same thing. One, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I could tell you this over and over again, but you won't get it until you say, okay, God, I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to do my part of it. I'm going to love you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to go to church. And, and somewhere in the midst of all of this garbage, I know that you will reach your hand out and you will lift me up out of this pit of darkness that I'm in because we feel as though that the darkness is just totally, um, has totally encompassed every area of our life. And we see absolutely no way out of this thing. And let me tell you something, there is a way out. I have been in those dark places. You think that your darkness is some, some type of darkness that is different from the millions of people that has walked this earth and followed God? No, I promise you it is not. So if other people can reach out and pull up uh, and, and, and allow God to pull them up out of that pit, you can too. Literally, it's a choice. I don't mean it's a one-time choice you make and God better do it right now. No, I'm talking about it's a daily choice of dying to yourself and saying, you know what, God, what do you want me to do today? I know that this is difficult, right? Maybe we need medicine. Maybe we struggle with depression or other disorders and we need medicine to help us to get to a place of mental clarity so that we can say, okay, God, I can reach up to your hand and, 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 and you can grab me up out of this pit. Sometimes we need that. Other times it's just getting over our pity party where we're just sit here and we're stuck and we're just wallowing in our, in our feelings and our thoughts because we're used to that. We can't get up out of that pit if we do not choose to die to ourself, excuse me, and to follow God. When I say die to self, I'm talking about doing things other than the way we normally do things. Normally, you know, Jessica on her own without God, when I am sad, when I'm in that dark place, I'm not taking medicine for the depression, right? Um, I'm not, I'm not reading my Bible. I'm wallowing in my self pity. I'm thinking about how much more my situation is worse than anyone else's, right? I'm thinking about how, how difficult this is for me. I'm blaming everything on God, right? I don't want to go to church. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to do all that stuff. God, you just changed me right now. You just picked me up out of this pit right now. And we try to manipulate God into doing his job. And he's like, wait a second. I know so much more than you. What does that mean? It means that we cannot lean on our own understanding, but in everything, in all of our ways and all that we do, we have to acknowledge God. God, I'm feeling really crappy right now. This sucks. And I feel as though you suck. I feel as though, I feel as though walking with you sucks and it's harder than anything else I've ever done. And I might as well go back to my own lifestyle. But I know that if I go back, you're going to call me again. I know that if I go back, I'm not going to be happy again. I may find temporary happiness, but that's not going to be it. It's not going to fill those voids. I know that if I go back, I'm not going to ever be able to forget how you began to fill those voids, how you changed me, how you made me feel. I'm not going to be able to forget that. 
And I'm going to come back to the same moment and answer that call and say, forgive me for my pity party, God. And you know what? I don't always want to call it a pity party because our feelings are so valid. They're valid. The way you feel, it's valid. It's real. It's real. It's valid. And I am sorry that you're going through hell. I'm sorry that you feel the way you do. I'm sorry that there are not people there to help you and to love you. I am so sorry. If I could split myself up into a million pieces and spread myself out to everyone, I would. I would. I would be what you need me to be to help you feel better. But I can't. And we cannot expect for other people to be the Holy Spirit because there's only one Holy Spirit, right? Humans are faulty. I am faulty. So instead of looking towards a person to make us feel better, a person that we could see, feel, and touch, right? We need to rely on the Holy Spirit. And it's not easy relying on someone that you cannot see in front of you. It's not easy trusting in someone who doesn't give you clarity all the time for, for, for what he's asking you to do or, or even saying why nothing's going on and you know why he's not speaking, whatever it is. It's hard to trust someone like that. But what I have noticed is that trusting in God is always proven to be the best thing ever, ever. Because God, looking back, going through the storm, I think the same thing that you think. I question all that stuff, okay? I get it. But what I have done is I kept holding on to his hand. Sometimes I let go. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm letting go of your hand. You're bothering me. Shut up. You're pissing me off. I don't know what's going on. You said you're going to do this. You said you're going to do that, right? And we get upset. And we kind of violently let go of his hand, right? And we kind of just stay stuck. But then at some point, hopefully it's less than 24 hours later, we're like, okay, I'm sorry. Can I have your hand back? And he's always like, yes. Can we keep going forward? Yes, dad. What I've realized in my journey is that because I've kept hold of his hand, now I can look back. And when I look back, I see how he was there in every situation. I see how the times I was confused about stuff, he was growing me. God is not a God to where he comes down and he sits here and talks to you just the way I'm talking to you. There's times when he does that, and that is amazing. I have never experienced something like that, okay? But I'm talking about on an average day-to-day burst, day-to-day with the average person, God grows us and shows us how to become better. He creates us. I mean, he, he helps us to be a better person by allowing us to go through stuff and the bad stuff he does not allow. I mean, he, he does not, he's not the author of those bad things that happen to you, but he will allow those things to be used to make you a better person. And when I look back, I see how all of that stuff strengthened me and made me so much better. Do I wish that certain things didn't happen? Yes, but God was faithful in all of it. The person I wanted to hold on to and God took away, I was mad, right? But now I realize I didn't even need that in the first place. But because I'm so stubborn, it took him 
doing what he did to cause that tension and that issue in order for that relationship to be split for me to be able to see that I didn't need that relationship in the first place and I'm so much better for it. Now, the only thing I have is like regret, like, man, I wish I would have listened to the Holy Spirit in the first place that told me to let go of that relationship. I wouldn't have had to do it the hard way. That's how it is looking back at everything. But we won't really understand that until we make the decision to say, I'm not going to let go of your hand. I may get upset. I may get frustrated, but I'm not going to let go. Jonah 2, 5 through 7 I know I spoke about this before, I believe, but Jonah, Jonah was an amazing man of God and God had him go and just, you know, um, prophesy to different people, you know, this is what God's going to do. So repent all that stuff. And that's amazing, right? A phenomenal man of God, but reading the book of Jonah, he was kind of full of himself. That's kind of how I took it a little bit, right? I assume, right, I'm just thinking, right, that in the beginning when when God called Jonah, Jonah was so humbled and he was just like, yeah, I'm down. God, I'm so humbled that you want to use me as broken and messed up as I am. You want to use me? Yes, that's awesome, right? I'm down, God. And so God started using him, but it started getting difficult. Jonah, I want you to go there and tell them that this is going to happen if they do not repent and follow me. And so Jonah's like, man, sometimes I get beat up because they don't want to listen. Sometimes, you know, I I don't have a place to sleep. I got to walk all this way. I am tired. When is my sabbatical, right? When am I, when am I going to be able to take a break? And God's like, Hey, you serve me. Time is short. I need disciples to go out there. And so God's like, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. I want you to go holler at them and tell them this. And he's like, Oh, you know what? I'm not down today. I'm about to get on this boat and I'm about to go the opposite direction. Right. And, and I'm gonna go chill. So he tried to quote unquote, run away from God. Right. Does that sound familiar? How we try to run away from God, the call of God, the tug of God. So he's out on this boat, chilling, sleeping on the bottom deck. And there's this storm dudes knocked out. And all the guys, all the sailor guys are like, yo, what's going on? Everybody pray to their gods and see what's up. Who, who, who messed up for all this to happen? No one could figure it out. They finally got Jonah. Jonah's like, that's me. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Just throw me over. Right. Eventually they threw him over, over, uh, the ship. He gets swallowed up by a well. God provided the well. So Jonah, although he disobeyed God, and went the opposite direction, God provided a way out for him. Let me just tell you, God knew what he was getting when he got you. He knew that he was getting a broken hot mess. He knew that he was getting something so jacked up and, and, and not perfect whatsoever, but he still chose you. But what the problem is, is we listen to the enemy say, oh, you aren't worthy. God's going to take your calling and your purpose. And he's not going to fulfill any of the things that he said he was going to fulfill to you. That's what the enemy does. We cannot listen to those lies. Choose to remember the promises of God in your life and hold on to his hand during those storms and trust that he's got you and that he's going to be faithful and come through because he is. So God provided the well, cause he's like, I know you're a little upset, but I got you. He's in the 
belly of the fish for three days. And I guess he had time to cool off. He had time to repent and be like, God, my bad. Um, you are the God of gods, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Alpha and Omega beginning and the end. He humbled himself, right? That's what it took to humble himself. God allowed for Jonah to be thrown over to be in the belly of the fish for three days, because that's what it took to get Jonah's heart right. How many of us have these moments where we need to be in the belly of a fish, these seasons where, where, where things seem to go like they're going in a, uh, to hell in a handbasket, but that's what we need in order for God to turn our hearts and for it to be positioned in the proper place so that God is back on the throne and we serve him and we're humbled and we aren't worried so much about my life and what I want. And I want this person and I want that job and God, I'm not serving you until you do any of that. God does not regret choosing you. He doesn't, he does not regret choosing you whatsoever. That's why, that's why God takes the loving time to, to, to correct those that he loves, to put us in the belly of a fish, to allow us to go through seasons that break us, seasons that crush us because he will use it to build us back up because he knows that deep down in spite of what comes out of our mouth, he knows our heart and our heart is to worship him. Our, our, our heart is to serve him and to praise him. He knows that. So he, he, he deals with the temper tantrums and does what he needs to do to get us back to that place. And when we get back there, we're like, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing exactly what you did because it made me better and I would not regret it because I am where I want to be. We have to be able to trust God. So you, you may think that you are unworthy. You may think that you are unlovable. You may think that you've blasphemed God. You probably haven't. I mean, that's, I haven't dug deep into that. Uh, uh, what does it take to blaspheme the Holy spirit? Um, but that's something that I wouldn't worry about because I have said some stuff I have, I have said some stuff before I followed God and he still chose me, cursed him out, told him where he could go, told him how much of a horrible God he was, how he sucks at his job. And he still chose me. He never let me go. I let go of his hand at times. I had to go through the wilderness. I had to be corrected. But a loving father always corrects his child. We may not like it, but he does it out of love. God loves you so much. He has called you and he has chosen you because he has things in store for you that you can't even imagine. And it may not be the things that you're necessarily thinking. It's something better, but we won't really understand it until we say yes to God, until we begin to walk with him. Stop being a fan of Christ. 
Stop wearing the label of a Christian, but there's no fruit. There's no church. There's no worship. There's no Bible. Trust him. He is faithful. I am telling you, he is faithful. I will lay my life down on that one. He is faithful. And he is such a good God. And there is no hell that can keep him separated from you. Just choose him. Choose to say yes. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe if you're listening to me on YouTube. Um, If you're checking me out on the podcast. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do. um, And share it. You can find me uh, by putting in my name, Jessica Newsom, J-E-S-S-I-C-A. N-E-W-S-O-M-E. It's called The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle. Subscribe to it. Write a review. I totally appreciate it. Um, You guys have a good one. Know that he loves you. And if you want to talk, there's not many people that are out there that says, you know, there are people. There are people. Let me rephrase that. I am here if you want to talk. If you want to talk about your stuff, if you want to talk about your struggle with same-sex attraction, all that stuff, I am an ear that is ready to to listen. You can find me, uh, you can go to my website and email me, www.loveatthecross.com. You can email me there. My email is loveatthecross.rgv at gmail.com. I love you guys. Until next time.